Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Welcome to church once again. You're welcome. You know, we are grateful to God for what He is doing in this season. You know, and I want to encourage everyone, you know, to, you know, let's not be distracted. Let's not, you know, lose hope. Let's not lose that. God is indeed working. You know, I've begun to see his hands in the lives of a lot of people. And I pray that every one of us will be touched and will be partakers of lifting and access in the name of Jesus. So the word of God today, the topic of today is who are you? Who are you? Why don't you ask your neighbor, who are you? And wait for a response. Who are you? Who are you? You know, that's the question I want us to really wrestle with, you know. You know, God's word has come for us this year, year of access, year of lifting, you know, and we trust that God has the ability to perform what he has said. You know, but a lot of times, <laughs> the struggle or the challenge is not you. I mean, it's not, sorry, it's not your enemy. It's not, a lot of times you see obstacles, barrier, you're thinking of one auntie that got angry with you, that if he doesn't like you. Some people are even thinking of their parents. Maybe your mother has said something against you. Some people are thinking of a friend that offended them. And while they are praying that every obstacle will be broken, they are thinking of those people's lives being destroyed. I have news for you today. They are necessarily not your enemies. Those are not people holding you back. For a lot of people, yes, in some cases you can have that. But a lot of times, you know where the challenge is? It's with you. Who are you? Who are you? You know, when God gave us the word, I went into some, you know, into his presence to get more from him. Like, what do you have? What do we need to do to access? What do we need to do to enjoy the fullness? You know, and one of the things that God needs us to wrestle with, to, you know, to understand clearly is to define who we are. And let's iron it out first. Then the other things will come. You know, the word of God is clear. He says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. See, a lot of times you are thinking of your enemy as the one that is a stumbling block. They have no power over you. You are a child of God. A lot of times, we are the ones that are our stumbling blocks. Let me give you a scenario. I don't know how many of us are familiar. Maybe those that are here, but you've never seen a water tanker before. But let me use that as an example. You know a water tanker, like a big truck that has like a big tank with a lot of water in it. Imagine it comes to the front of the church and we are all told to go get as much water as we can get. And everyone runs out. Do you know something that will happen? People will go with different things. Imagine it happens right now. And those of us in church are like, go get water. Some people will get a cup, run out to the water tanker, fill up their cup. Some will get whatever they can get. Some may even get a basket. <laughs> you know, so the thing is capacity. Some will maybe get a big bowl, a very big bowl, and go to the truck and get as much water. But you know something that will happen. By the time the tanker is gushing water out and you take your cup, and the cup is full, what happens? It begins to overflow and waste. Now, I want you to understand something clear. Clear. God has all the resources required to lift you up. God doesn't need to go and source them. 
<laughs> God doesn't need to go and acquire them. Are you understanding me? He asked them, heaven, our heavens are already open. God is ready to release as much as he can release on us, as much as we can take. A lot of times the problem is us. We are the problem. And I want us to, you know, as God speaks to us this morning, I want you to open your heart and answer some questions. So what God is asking us today is a few questions. God is asking us, how many questions? Let me just see. Four questions. I'm going to ask you four questions. Write those questions down. <laughs> you need to go and wrestle with those questions. Once you are done with those questions, I can assure you, once you can wrestle with those questions and get to a place in your heart where you've answered them to God's satisfaction, <laughs> there is no power. There is no body. There is no demon that will withstand your lifting, that will withstand your access. Once you can answer this question, I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. You know, a lot of times, greatness, power, success, amplifies character. A lot of people that are humble today is because they don't have anything. How many of you understand what I'm saying? A lot of people that are humble is because they don't have anything. Some people are still insane. Those ones, they don't have anything and they are proud. <laughs> Those ones are insane. They have critical condition. You get. But a lot of people are humble. They are the way they are because they are still on a journey. Thank you so much for that. Unboot by circumstances. A lot of people are nice today because they need favors. They know they can't do life alone. They need people, so they have to be nice. A lot of people are honest today because they are looking for something. A lot of people are even in church today because of a situation. Huh, I've seen people being lifted. I mean, I was having a conversation with the Holy Spirit, and you know what the Holy Spirit was telling me? It was a very funny conversation. A lot of people have disappointed God. And those people are messing things up for us. Let me give you a story. You may not understand this. I remember growing up, my oldest brother, that boy, he blocked a lot of things for us. Like he blocked things. At a point in his life, he had his pecky to my parents' room. So, because when they caught him and all that, we, we couldn't even try it. You know why? My father put like three locks on the door of his room. So he blocked anything like that. Now let me explain what I'm trying to say. A lot of times, people have cried to God. People have cried to God and said, God, lift me, lift me now, lift me now. And God is like, it's not time. And they keep saying, God, lift me. And they push the hand of God. And you know, because God gives us, we still have the power of choice. We still have the power of choice. Like God still gives us the allowance to make our choice. And God is trusting that, okay, you maybe you will just mature and make the right choices. And he releases them into their lifting, into their access. And guess what happens? They change. You know, there are times God regrets. He says, far be it from me. <laughs> and God is looking at why. Now, let me ask you a question. Another person comes, the same thing. Another person comes, the same thing. Another person comes. God is saying, you know what? I need, you to, I need to build you up a little before I start blessing you with children. Because if I bless you with children, you will forget me. I've seen, have you... Have you seen people backlight black, black because of children? You don't understand what I'm saying. Have you seen people that their devotion to God goes to zero when God blesses them with children? Oh, is these children? Oh, that God gave me. They're just disturbing me. I can't even come to church. I can't. I don't have time for anything. Is these children? Oh, and God is looking, but you are not ready. And I told you, you may not understand. We are going somewhere. 
A lot of times people are saying, God, I need this promotion. I need this promotion. I need this promotion. I need this lifting. And God is saying, <laughs> your heart is not yet right. Your motives are not yet right. Why should I give you now? And they keep praying, pushing, pushing. Using everything. They give first fruit. They do everything. And God says, okay, let me lift you up. And then God lifts them. They are promoted to heights where they never expected. And then they go home and they say, what even in the Bible says a man should not have more than one wife? I'm not a deacon in the church. The Bible says a deacon should be a man of one wife. He didn't talk about a regular member. You know? And what of the widows? What the young girls? Do you know how many women are in the start giving statistics? We need to help them. You will now see that one wife is no longer enough. See, this thing I'm saying, I'm not telling you fables. I'm telling you experiences, things that have happened to people. And you're like, but when you didn't have a... I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. We need to wrestle with these questions quickly. <laughs> the first question you need to wrestle with, number one, what is stored within you? What is stored within you? The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 35, the Passion Translation, it says when virtue is stored within, the acts of good and upright people will produce good fruit. But when evil is eaten within, those who are evil will produce evil fruit. So let me tell you something today. There are some people, you claim to be a child of God, but you still have evil eaten within. Trash it out. Get rid of it. What is evil? Anything that is not good. Anything that doesn't glorify God. For some people, the fact that you have to labor and hustle and just be engaged is God's way of constraining you from falling. So you're telling God, God, I want a business so that I can have time to serve you. God is in, hmm. Say, God, give me a big business so that I don't need to work for anyone. And God is saying, the reason why you are even, you are, you are even straight, you are normal now, is because I've engaged you. You have job to do. You have to take care of children. You have things that tied you down. The moment you have extra time, you begin to do nonsense. What is stored within you? You want to know something? Access will amplify it. Access will amplify whatever is stored within you. So if whatever is stored within you is goodness and God lifts you up, people will benefit from your goodness. You will help people. You will encourage people. But if whatever is stored within you is evil, Pride. I've seen people that are titers, that give tithe to God, and they don't have problem giving when their salary is 3,000, 4,000 a month, and they give 200, they say, I'm a faithful titer. Then God says, sir, ah, let me leave this one. And they, they win four cons of 20,000. Guess what they will say? 2,000? A whole 2,000 as tight. No! What is the church even doing with us? <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, these are things I've seen. Of people that have said, you know what? Oh God, I need this. I need this breakthrough. Just lift my head up. Just change me. When you do it, nobody will go to bed hungry in my locality. And God lifts them up. And they see people that are hungry and they are saying, don't you have two hands to work? My friend, go and work. If I start giving them money now, if I start feeding them, they will become lazy. What was your contract with God initially? 
What was your discussion with God? What was your reason? So listen to me. A lot of people have failed God. God has trusted men and raised men. And the percentage of people that have failed is not good. It's too much. So God is saying, I mean, you may not get what I'm saying now, but I'm going to get there. There's one more, there's one thing I need to tell you. When you get that, when I give you that, then you, everything I'm saying now, you, don't, you understand it fully. But I don't want to say it now. I'll say it later. I pray I don't forget. <laughs> so my question to you is, what is hidden within you? Who are you? See, ah, do you know what? How many of us have ever experienced windfall before breakthrough? Ha! Ah, things you don't even know you can do. You have to wrestle with it now. Have you wrestled with it that God, is there something you're looking up to God for? Maybe a new job, something great. Have you thought about who you will be at the time? You need to iron those things out. If you do not iron them now, you'll be shocked the kind of behavior that come out of you. I remember when we came to Canada, you know, I, you know my story. Everything was the way it was. The first windfall, like the first kind of major breakthrough I got from God. I didn't know I liked shoes. I didn't know. You know, I knew I used to buy shoes. I did not know that it was a big issue. When I knew was, when I went to a store, I came out with three shoes. Got to look, I said, I like these shoes. I went back to that store in one day. And I, I bought two more. And my wife looked at hey, There was no place to even keep the boxes. Ah, I said, God, do I like shoes? <laughs> what is stored within you? Some of us, you don't know that you like to drive. You don't know like, like you like to carry Gucci bag. You become people carrying designer bag. But is it in you? Wrestle it. You say, can people pay 900, 2,500 for a bag? That's waste. Uh, you are deceiving yourself. What is hidden within you? It will come out when you gain access. So God already knows who you are, your personality. You are deceiving yourself by thinking you are pious. <laughs> you know when I see people that are struggling, young, upcoming children of God, people that believe in God, and they are making some statements. I'm laughing at them like, when you enter life, when you see what life is, and you get to that situation and you can triumph, then you say you are, you, are, you are a person of God. As people that look at men of God and say, this man, how can you fall as a man of God? I'm like, when you become a man of God and you can withstand the temptations and you can stand at the end of the day, then you have the mouth to talk about it. So my, I didn't know my problem was shoes. So for some people, it's not a problem. I still like shoes, but now I'm moderate. Moderate. I don't even go to store again. Do you know why I don't go to store? If I enter a store, I just go to any, let them go to buy something for my children. Once I see shoes, ah, I don't see my wife. I was like, I don't have this color. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm God is helping me. I, I thank God it's only shoes. Though. And funny enough, shoes don't even have to be expensive. It can be any kind. I like the shoe. Some people, their own problem is worse. Some people, they don't know that they like things that. Ah. <laughs> see, God, be careful the things you say in your journey, on your journey, so that you don't have to chew your words later. I know people that used to say that. They tell you that people that are flying, that are traveling and flying business, that they are wasting money. It's not the same location. That is silly poverty statement. Substance so is a silly thing. Is it not the same destination we are going? That's poverty. <laughs> I, it's poverty that is making you say that. Just keep quiet. When God lifts you up, you understand? When God lifts you up and it costs nothing, hey, don't say those kind of statements because you are not yet, you don't know what they, you know, I don't even know what to say. I hear mean, people saying those kind of, I'm like, why are you saying that? I know back in the day when I was still, I mean, God is an awesome God. You know, when I was still younger, but when I was my first year at school, I stayed with this powerful man. He was the CEO of like four multinationals in Nigeria. I stayed with him for a year. And this guy used to travel a lot. Like this guy can go to UK. At the time, 
um, the queen, I think the queen's husband came. Uh, what's his name? The queen of England's husband, prince, not Charles, the husband, Philip. He came, the man went to greet him. A week after, the man flew to the UK for two days. Like, he would go to UK two days, three days. You know, then he would bring the things they give him on the plane. Those first class, those things, they would give it to him. Oh, God, do you like this? I'll take it, I'll say, God. Ah, that, that one day, I see this, all these pouches. I'm like, God, that, I will not plan my life. I'll say, God, me to have to enter where this man has worked. <laughs> and be lifted in those companies and become CEO like him. So that means I can be flying like this. So sometimes I'll fly, I'll travel on the plane, I'll see people there, and I'm not one that used to say that. I don't want to deceive myself. I'm not one that will say, I'm not going to the same destination. Uh, see these people, they're all wasting their money. That's poverty. Don't say that. It's not good to say. So I went, I'll look at it, I'll say, God, I know at one point that maybe the company I work for, uh, you know, some companies fly their executive there. Maybe I'll become an executive. I never thought of it that God can lift me personally by himself and I can afford it myself. Listen to me. They are not getting there at the same time. Did you, let me tell you why. You may not understand. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth now. They are not getting there at the same time. Do you know why? Do you know why? You want to understand now. Have you seen... <laughs> so I had a boss, my boss back in the day, that he would travel to London from Nigeria and he would go for a meeting in the morning. Like, he would get to London 6 a.m. and he would go for a meeting at 7 or 7.30 in the morning. Ah, that used to amaze me. Because me, when I travel, when I, I'm knocked out, ordinary Lagos to London, uh, because I, could, I won't be able to sleep because of my legs, you know, I won't be comfortable, I don't sleep. So I'll get to London, my eyes will be like this. So I used to wonder, that, how are you able to get to London in the morning and do your meeting? And the guy said, oh, I sleep. Ah, is that how you able to? I now understood that all because of why he flies. His bed is it, the thing with life flat like a bed. So when he gets to London, he's refreshed. You get to London like a zombie. And you now say, <laughs> say same, Are we not getting there at the same time? I've begun to understand. Even when I seen up at Pastor Femi, we had a chat about that. And we're discussing about how you can get yourself when you travel like that. What I'm just, let me just get my point home. <laughs> Be careful the things you say. You are gaining access. Don't let it be that the things you've condemned in your, your family, you've told your wife, this will waste of money. Then when you God has blessed you, and you want to travel, you now don't know how to tell your wife that. Like, you, you say, I'll be, but you said this is waste of money now. So a lot of times, back to what we are saying, a lot of times, virtue, what is in you, is amplified when you gain access. You are nice to people today because you need people. The moment you feel you don't need people again, the moment you know that God is your only source and God is taking you to places, how will you be to people? The moment you enter a place and you know you can pay everybody's salary there. You go to a restaurant, you know you need to be humble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go to a restaurant and you can actually pay everybody. There's somebody misbehaves. Trust me. Where you are now, it means nothing. Like, ah, oh, this person misbehaves. But when you're at that place, you need to stifle the spirit down. Because the first thing in you is like, how can you behave? Like, how are you? Do you know? <laughs> Do you know who you are talking? Who are you? <laughs> what is inside of you? Will people be better? Will people's lives be changed when you get access? Answer that question. God will help you in the name of Jesus. God will help us in the name of Jesus. It's a journey. It's a journey, but you have to wrestle with it. That's why the psalmist David said in the book of Psalm 51 verse 10, he says, create a new clean heart within me. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires, ready to please you. He says, create, that's how that translation says, create in me a new heart and renew a right spirit within me. 
Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. I pray in the name of Jesus for everyone that the virtue is, is, evil, is evil. You know, you are filled with evil within, but you don't know that the light of God will shine on your heart. That even if you have a conversation with God, God will bring those things out. Those abyssal behaviors that need to be expunged from your life. And you will get rid of them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So the first one, what is stored within you? The second question is, have you been faithful in the little things? Question two, have you been faithful in the little things? So my question is, while you are waiting, waiting on God for that big breakthrough, while you are waiting on God for that change, that access, what are you doing now? Are you faithful in it? The little that God has given to you, are you faithful with it? I hear people make plans. You know, God delivered me from that kind of thing two years ago. You know, where you'll be making plans that when this happens, I will do this. Oh God, when you lift me, then I will feed people. When you lift me, I will help people. <laughs> Even if you don't start at that level now, you can start where you are. God has to see that you are ready. No matter how little it is, you know, so you are letting, oh God, when you lift me, this is what I will do. But God is saying, okay, with the little you have, let me see some sample. Let me see that you can actually do them. For a lot of people, they are saying, oh God, I need a new job. I need a better job. I need this. The job that you are doing, the time that you have, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. What are you doing with it? The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 10, 16 verse 10 to 12, I'm reading from the Amplified Translation. It says, he who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also dishonest in much. Now listen, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of earthly wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? If you have not been faithful in the use of that earthly wealth which belongs to another, whether God or man, of which you are a trustee, who will give you that which is your own? So listen to me. Let me interpret it. If you have not been faithful in your employers, in the job you are working, who will give you your own business? You get to the office. I know some people, God will forgive you. You know, I used to be in HR, so I see all these things a lot. They are ready to take as many things as possible from the organization. The company is telling you, oh, don't use our printers or personal stuff. But you will print your whole project, 285 pages, on your company's printer. Is that right? Your boss gives you the job to do. It's only when your boss is looking at you that you do eye service. You are not concerned about the... How many of us... Let me ask you a question. For all of us that work, what is the goal of your company this year? Okay, let's say it's not this year. Okay, what's the general goal? What's the vision of your company? What's your company trying to achieve? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. For those that work in financial organizations or something, how much is your company looking at making this year? Do you know? You don't know. You don't care. You just want to do your job and get out. Are you passionate about where you work? About seeing that things move well or you're only just let me do my job and move on. If this company crashes, I don't care. That needs to change. He that is faithful in little, much more will be given to him. Are you the kind of person that when you work in an organization, as long as it's not your money, it's company money, you don't care what happens to it. 
Are you the kind of person that people will say, is it your money? <laughs> Do you treat your organization's money like your money? <laughs> I mean, these things matter to God. My question to you today is, have you been faithful in little things? Have you been diligent in little things? What is your track record? Eh? <laughs> Everybody wants to be lifted. You know how many Christians you have on the earth? Millions, if not billions. They all want to be lifted. And God has the capacity to lift every single Christian. But you ask me a question, why are they not all lifted? Is this basics? Are you faithful in the little things? You are the head of your home. What is your contribution to the home, to the family? Do you help your spouse? Do you support your spouse? Do you help your children? I mean, this is a wake-up call to all of us. Because God looks at these things and these things are important. You are the CEO of the family, the man. How do we help out to make sure life moves on in our family? How do you support? How do you, what do you do? You know, it's beyond just bringing money and dishing money out. What is your part in the lives of your children? You have to sow. You have to sow your time. You have to sow your emotional resources. God will help us in the name of Jesus. So the second, well, let's go back. The first question is what? First question. What is taught within you? The second question is, have you been faithful in the little things? Now, the third question, once you answer these first three, then you, you can easily answer the last one. But the third question is this. <laughs> it's a question you should know the answer for. You should answer me right away. Do you think you can deceive God? It's a question. Do you think you can deceive God? Do you think you can deceive God? Let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 Chronicles 28, 28 verse 9. Because we need to understand that God searches the heart of man. The Bible says, And thou, Solomon, my son, this was David talking to Solomon, know thou that the God of your father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searched all hearts and understanded all the imaginations of the thoughts. <laughs> Not just the thoughts. The imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, it will be found, it will, it, it will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, it will cast thee off forever. My point is this. The Lord searcheth. So a lot of times, God even knows the thought behind your motive. He knows the motive behind your motive. So in your mind, you'll be saying, oh yes, I want to do this, I want to help. God has seen beyond that thought. And he says, that just blabbing. When push comes to shove. See, until I understood the concept of building capacity as a person, of ironing some things and settling some things in my life. See, <laughs> do you know how long I've been listening to the abundance of rain in my life? The abundance of rain was sounding for five years before it came. Yeah, about five years. You don't understand what I'm saying. Like, I knew God was ready to lift me. I, I was okay. I had a good family. Everything was going well. But I knew I should be somewhere here. But, <laughs> do you know how many, <laughs> the kind of opportunities that I've seen in my life, I thank God for where I am. Like, God has been awesome. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> the things 
tables I have sat, the tables I have sat as a human being, the things that had almost come true in my life. I mean, and God will tell me, Ugo, you are not ready. And I'll say, God, what do you need from me? He says, your heart is not yet right. See, if you can, you, I don't know if who is getting me today. I, I once sat, I mean, let me just let you guys, I, I want to give you guys some lowdown. I once sat in a table. There's this family in Nigeria that they had a house in a very eyebrow place in Lagos. The house was going for about almost 700 million. And they needed a buyer. And I just heard about it. And I called someone, like one of my mentors. I told him, he said, oh, I like that area. The area is the prime area in Lagos. I want to buy a house there. Come on, meet me in my house and take me there. I went to the man. The man entered the sports car, drove behind my car. We got to those people's house. This man got down from his car. He said, oh, I like this place. I said, sir, let's enter and see. The man said, no, I don't need to enter because I'll, I'll bring the building out. The house is not fine. I'm bringing it down. Then I'll build what I want. Remember, I'm like 600 million. So I persuaded I said, let's just go and sit down. And we went in. The man sat down. We sat down with the family. And I was sitting there in my head calculating, you know, the fees that will come to me from this deal. I said, God, thank you. This is my lifting. And while we were there, they told the man that I was sad. So this, this, the man said, okay, you know what? I will call my bankers now to confirm that funds are available. We'll finish the transaction tomorrow. Right there, he put his phone on speaker. He called his bank. Hello? I want to buy a house in this location. It's 600 million. The guy said, sir, no problem, sir. 1.2 billion just came into your account now. Another 1.6 billion is coming in the evening. My son said, glory be to God. In the yes. See, I was sitting in the middle of the transaction as the one that linked the two people. This one had promised me fee. This one had promised me fee. So I said, God, so this is how they make it. <laughs> and I sat there and I said, glory be to the way I was busting when I got to when I went back, I went back to the office, I was not even meet too nice again. I was looking at people, I was saying, hey, yeah, how do people are suffering? <laughs> I said, it has come. I mean, this is, I mean, that was such a smooth thing, a deal. Next day, I go to this man's house, he brings this neck guy, drives behind me, but this time it's with someone. <laughs> that person is a lawyer, top lawyer in Nigeria, popular lawyer, son. Just so that, you do. so we went together, we went to the company, and I was like, thank you, Jesus, this deal is sorted. We went into the house, we sat in the parlor, okay, bring the papers out, let's just sign, I'll call my bankers to wire the money to your account, deal done. To my own mind, I'm like, so I my mind, I'm like, oh, I must be a living, I'll say, ah, daddy, I'm coming to your house, so, so you give me my check, oh, how, how is it going? That one sorted. <sighs> and, all the sat. <laughs> The couple went to bring the paper out. And when the master paper, the man gave said, Oh, nice. So let's go. Just gave his lawyer that look at look through and everything. And the lawyer said, Oh, that this allocation they give you just expired like a few weeks ago. And they said, Oh, that's not an issue. They can extend it. And the man said, Oh, why? Why? You should have told me earlier. Like, I do I don't have time to waste with all these deeds. And the man got up. And I was seated and I was looking like this. And man said, okay, you know what, when all this thing is sorted, let me know, but I'm not happy. I, I, didn't, I thought everything would be in order. Let's pay the money and move on. I don't have time for, to waste like this. Okay, let's come with me. Let's go home. I followed the man. I was sweating. I said, this dude just eluded me. When I went to the master, I was sat in his parlor. He said, oh, I want to even snail. It's cooked broth snail. It was eating snail. How is it me in my head? I'm thinking, how are we closing this deal? <laughs> and I now said, ah. And I said, okay, that's... 
Master, I'm the Ogoda, you know why I may not move with that deal again? That why did you not tell us that that seems too shady? I said, I know these people, this is a clean deal. Let's do the master doing that. Go, oh, my mind is not even there. And I said, I, I said, that, that, but um, you know, my fees that I was really looking forward to the fees. He said, Ogo, one thing you need to learn in business is there's something called bad business. Ogo, this is bad business. We didn't close it, so nothing for you. I got off of, I, as I was in a trance as I entered my car. I said, God, why do you take me so close to this? Why did I, this after, this is a one week, this is a three day breakthrough. Like, how did you just scatter? And God says, Ogo, it's easy for me to have given you, but you are not ready. <sighs> it took me four years after that to be ready. <laughs> because I was still struggling with being ready. See, there is lifting and there is lifting. I mean, like, that's just an example. I can't count the amount of things that have almost closed. Organizations that will say, oh, you know what? I can't explain to you. There's somebody that had this kind of, this kind of discussion with. This kind of, we almost closed something. And the man was not ready to close, do a big deal. Years later, and he called his son, who is my brother's friend, and said, oh, call, call your friend and his junior brother to come and close this deal for us. All we needed to do was just be in the middle. So they would get some fees. And I was like, ah, why would they be flying from Canada and US to Nigeria just because of 100 million? The fees on it was 100 million. I said, why would I be disturbing them because of that? I didn't worry, let it go. He now told us a few months after that, ah, something even happened. My dad said, you guys should come. But I just said, I don't want to waste your time. I said, wait, waste was time. Waste was time. You know what I mean? I said, waste it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, it's that thing. And those times, I mean, I would say, go to and say, God, why? And God is saying, work on your heart. And I'm like, which heart? Like, I'm ready. And God is saying, no, you're not. So he took on and took me through a journey. A journey of settling who I am. So I know who I am now. And there's nothing by the grace of God that can come to me. I, I know better now. So let's say, those times, I wasn't really, I really agree with God that I was not ready. I did not have a plan. Those things may have controlled me. <laughs> and, and funny enough, I didn't even know I love shoes that only God knows what. I may not have been, I'm not joking, I may, I may not have been a pastor. No. I may not have left Nigeria. With the things that were happening, I would never have come to Canada. Because I would have felt like Nigeria is where things are happening. But God knows. God knew that that may have derailed my life and he withheld it. Something like settled and wrestled and God put platform in front of me and said, choose. Choose me. Or choose choose me and greatness. Or choose the world and greatness. <laughs> and by the grace of God, I'm sure you know my choice. I chose God. And by the grace of God, I'm better for it. All those things that seem like I've lost, God has replenished them. God has taken me far beyond that. I don't need one single deal by the grace of God any longer. Those single deals that I'll have seen, I'll have me shouting. Those are things I see monthly by the grace of God. God has taken me far beyond those things. My question to you today is, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? For some people, you don't know. But what God knows is that as soon as he releases it to you, you become too comfortable. See, listen to me. Let me explain something to you very clearly. Success, when I say success, not just basic success, great success, it takes a lot of determination to be committed, as committed to God, 
when God lifts you up. A lot of things will struggle for your time. A lot of things will struggle for your time. See, let me tell you, when you have problems and you have challenges, and we say, let's coast, it's easy. But when God seems to have wiped out everything, and things that come, everything is good, and it's time to coast, it's not as easy. Trust me. When you have meetings, things to do, and they say, come for Bible study, or let's do prayer meeting. Those things you always contend with for your time. Have you made up your mind to be who you are and schedule every other thing around God's activities? God knows that, for instance, if I lift this one up, he will forget me totally. He will turn his back on me. My money is real. There's a God of money. No, there's a God of money. Money is wicked. I mean, God will be able to control money. But money, I'm telling you for a fact, money... For a lot of people that are praying, their own prayer is breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Really, when the breakthrough comes, will you still have your character? Will you still be who you are? Will you still be who you are? Will you become proud? Will you still be humble? Will you have time for the things of God? Will you still help people? Will you become irritable? You know what it means to go to... <laughs> you know what it means to be able to buy anything you want to buy? And choose not to just spend anyhow. Do you know what it means to be accountable to God with your resources? Do you know what it means to partner with God and say, God, you know what? Anything you need, I give to you. Or is it that when God lifts you, you forget who lifted you? Because you didn't see wind, you didn't see rain, and the lifting came. You now begin to rationalize. I'm a smart person. I pray God. It's people that say those kind of things. Can you just help me? Help me. I don't see what I want to say. But I've seen people that said I'm a smart person. And I saw a lot of their ends. When people that say there's no God, it's by their wisdom. My question to you today is are you ready for lifting? Your purpose, what's your purpose? Is it to show everybody and oppress them? And let people know that men have come. Or are you humble? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> that thing, there's a thin line, no? There's a thin line. There's a very thin line between, oh, I'm, some people say, oh, I'm humble, but that, that, I'm humble is pride too. Very thin line. So yes, God has blessed you. You want to, you want to show everyone. Or is it that God blesses you and you're empowered? You know, the attitude of a child of God is, the blessings are a lot. You don't know how to contain it. You are like shy. I remember a couple in this place that when they bought, God blessed them with two brand new cars at the same time. They said, Pastor, please, can you come to our house to dedicate it? I said, no, bring it to church. They were ashamed. They didn't know how to bring it. That's what I'm talking about. Or will you bring the two cars? Or will you even put something on the windscreen? Eh? God will. <laughs> God will help us. You know, one of my young, one of my young people, my children, you know, they really, I was very excited. But I was amazed by the humility. I'm, I'm calling them, I'm not mentioning their name, but you'll still find out. So God blessed them recently with a Porsche. With a Porsche, yes. And they're like, Pastor, please, can you come and pray for a secret? I said, no. I said, why you bring it to church? We'll still pray on it. I said, Pastor, I said, what is, God bless you with it. You can't hide God's blessings. 
So what's the attitude? Is it God has led me to push? Let everybody see. You now come late, or you will come at the end of service that day. So that people will not mistake who wants it. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Don't deceive yourself. You know. You know what I'm saying. But we are not like that. Right? We are not like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's quickly move on. God will help us in Jesus' name. I pray, I hope, I'm, I'm praying really that you guys will answer these questions. The Bible says in the book of Revelation 2, 23, it says, And I will strike down our followers with a deadly plague. Then all congregations will realize that I am the one who thoroughly searches the most secret thoughts and the innermost being. The most secret thoughts, God knows. That's why you can't deceive God. I will give each one what their works deserve. And in 1 Samuel 67, we know this story a lot. When Samuel was going to anoint in the house of Jesse, the Bible says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by the outward appearance, but the Lord judges, the Lord looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. God is searching your heart right now. And he's saying, Why are the people that are ready for lifting? Do you know why? God, <laughs> his work needs to move forward on earth. The work of God for you to move forward requires funding. So for everyone that is trusting God for financial breakthrough, let me explain to you so you understand. It costs God nothing to lift you up financially. I mean, listen to me. There's, it doesn't cost God anything. Do you know why? Everything that you see that, even as a church that we do, is not free. If I went COVID started, where we were before, they started debiting our account for rent before the time they normally do. We still pay rent. We pay everything. Everything you see here was bought. How did we do it? Is it by prayer alone? How did we do it? Resources. We paid for it. Some people say, oh, maybe God is not interested in fancy and big places. He is. Let me break that, Bobby. He is. It's to the glory of God and we do things excellently for our God. You live in a house that is comfortable and nice, but you want to come to a shanty as a church. God forbid, not my God. I will not even agree to it. We do things excellently for God. We do not compromise on standard because we appreciate who God is. So if whatever God has given us, if we need to give him some part to make things better, we will. So my question is this. Are you aware that God has an agenda? By the grace of God, as a people, by the grace of God, from here I'm really praying to God that we move to our own place. God is, is, we are going, God is going to use us to do that. So for you to understand, God is channeling, he's going to be channeling blessings to people. Are you ready to be one of the candidates? You need to answer that question clearly. So you need to understand that God always needs his people to be blessed, to be empowered financially. So God wanted to bless you or not is not in contention. It's not a question. But the question is, when God channels it through you, will you lock up? Or are you going to be a conduit? Let me ask you a question. When oil passes the pipe, all this, in all these oil rigs, what happens to that pipe that the oil is passing through? It's oil. So even when the oil has passed, there's still oil inside. So there's no way you're a conduit of God's, a channel of God's blessings. That your life will not be blessed. I was hearing of a man, very popular guy, that, you know, that the guy pays, when God blesses him, he pays 90, 90% as tight and he keeps 10%. Ha! I said, wow, that's great. Wow. Wow. How does he do that? When I hear the kind of blessings God blesses him with, Ah, I said even that 10%. Hmm. <laughs> it's on that 10%. <laughs> Hallelujah. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. So you need to understand that God wants to bless you. 
I mean, it's not in contention, but your heart needs to be right. So the final question, and I believe if you answer the earlier three questions, you can answer this. Why should you be granted access and lifted? I want to encourage you, after this sermon today, find time this evening, talk to your spouse, talk to God directly about it. Why should you be lifted? Why? Wrestle with that question. Why should you be lifted? Why should you be lifted? Why should God give you access? Why should God bless you? Wrestle with it. But as we close today and end this sermon, I want you to know something. The Holy Spirit gave me this verse very clearly. And it's something you need to understand so that you can answer the question right. Your soul is more important to God than your breakthrough. Your soul is more important to God than your blessings. Your soul is more important to God than your lifting. Your soul is more important to God than your access. Your soul is more important to God than your career, than your promotion. So if God feels that that lifting or the access is going to distract you, it's going to cost your soul, God would rather keep your soul than lift you. So are you at a place where irrespective of how God lifts you, you are not going to shake? Please, you need to get there. When you get there, then you become a candidate of lifting. You become a candidate of access. When you get to the point where irrespective of what gives you, God blesses you, you don't shake. Irrespective of what God, nobody even knows that anything has happened. You know, I learned a great deal from my dad. I learned a great deal of, I don't know, maybe like only character or demeanor. I remember I, I, I went for a program with my dad one day and my dad just came casually, sat beside me and it was normal. And I didn't know what has happened to him earlier that day. I mean, with all, what God did for him earlier that day, he did a deal with two multinationals. The highest amount he has ever seen in his whole life as a business person, God blessed him with it that day. I mean, you can't imagine the amount. It was a lot of money. When I, I shook, I said that the man was not shaking on his chair. Ah, I know this man can, ah, can you do? And the man came gently, just sat down. He just walked very simple native. And we sat down, we're talking. He didn't even tell me anything happened. Until a week, I heard from a third party. Ah, your dad, ah, this happened. Ah, I said, Daddy, on that day, you came for the program. How did you even come for the program? I said, Daddy, where may I am? If it's me that this kind of thing happened to, I won't be normal. Like, I won't even go for any program. I'll cancel every appointment at that time. Maybe not now. My question to you is, what will change? If the lifting happens, are you going to change your circle of friends? If the lifting happens, are you going to look at everyone like they are foolish and they don't have God? Don't some people, when they get lifted, they now begin to look at judge other people. See, pray, pray fast so God can lift you up too. Is that what's the evil that you are doing? I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. So my question, my encouragement to everyone today, you know the Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 8 verse 36 to 37, very clear, precise. It says, for what shall he profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? My question today is, what shall he profit a man? What shall he profit you if you gain everything in the world? And lose your soul. But I have good news for you today. Your soul 
can be intact. And you can still walk in divine access and lifting. See, there's nothing that's sweeter than that, oh. Ah, let me tell you today, that's the best place to be. The place where God is the one that has blessed you. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord, what happens to them? They make it rich without adding sorrow. So it means God has lifted you. Everybody's in good health in your household. You have peace of mind. You can sleep at night. If I want you to get on your bed, you snore away. Your health is fantastic. That's the best place to be. So I want to encourage everyone today, please, go and wrestle with those questions with God. I mean, it's not something that should be tough. It's something that the Holy Spirit will help you with. Answer them. If you need to write them down, write them down. If you need to write anything down, write your answers down. And I pray in the name of Jesus that, yes, people don't be coming for testimonies. God, I mean, we've done well so far. Like, I must con con confess, you guys have done excellently well so far. I've seen God lift people that, you know, didn't think they would buy a house in one year. God blessed them with their house and their attitudes did not change. They didn't turn to special advisor. I've seen people get good jobs and they, are, they, are, they still have the same right attitude. But guess why God is bringing this word to you today? This access and this lifting is beyond what you have seen before. So the level of humility you talk, because of the level you've been, you've, there's a lot God wants to do. You need to be prepared. So go answer those questions. Know who you are. So that when God takes you there, you just step into it. You have a plan. You have a strategy. You know who you are. You put things around your life that will not change. I have things in my life that don't change my commitment to God. Like, I mean, it's not possible. I guess one of the things that is, is that God has made me a pastor, pastor. So God has tied my hand. I can't shall run away. Where am I going to? <laughs> I have work to do. But you also can tie yourself to God. Even beyond that, I can always delegate and say, you do this, you do that. But I found a system to tie my commitment to God. I found a system that irrespective of where God takes me, is still number one. My brothers and my sisters, find your system. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Let's bow down as we begin to talk to God. I say, God, help me. I know you are set to take me higher. You are set to take me to the next level. Help me, oh God. Help me, oh God. Help me, oh God. Help me, oh God. Help me, Lord, to clearly and precisely answer these questions. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to identify the things that are stored within me. Help me, Lord, to be faithful in the little things. Lord, help me to, if, if, if I've not been faithful, Lord, open my eyes to see where I have not been faithful so that I can make amendments. Lord, help me, Lord, to understand that you, I cannot deceive you so that I can make my heart right with you, Lord. And help me, Lord, to clearly and accurately answer the question about why I should be granted access and lifted. Lord, we thank you. I don't know who is here today that is joining us online, you know, even right here, that your work with God is not straight. You know, for some people, you have never given your life to Christ before. You don't even understand what it means, you know, for your soul, you know, to be committed to God. You don't understand how a man can lose their soul because your soul is not even intact. It's not even with God at all. You've been living your life carelessly. God is saying, come to me. Now you ask me, Pastor, can I still be a beneficiary of this access? Yes, but you need to come to God. Can I be lifted? Yes, but you need to come to God. It's not for everybody. It's only for the children of God. Don't go bothering answering these questions if you're not a child of God. 
Or perhaps you've been a child of God in the past. You were a Christian, but you know you are backslidden. You are no longer who you used to be. You are no longer close to God as you used to be. You are no longer in tune with God. This is an opportunity for you to be restored back to God. So I don't want to ask that wherever you may be, you know, just say after me even right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the love you have for me. Thank you for dying for me on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for saving me. I accept you today as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for my sins. I thank you for all you are set to do in my life. Thank you for the promise that you will not leave me or forsake me. Lord, as I have come to you today, I ask, Lord, that my life begins a new chapter. Lord, that my, the chapter of my life changes from today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. Lord, I pray for your children. I ask that you lay your hands upon them. For as many people as are coming back to you today, Lord, I pray. Lord, because your word says that whoever comes unto you, you shall in no wise cast away. Lord, as they have come to you, please accept them. Extend your hand of love to them. Let them begin to have a new and a beautiful walk with you. Honor and adoration we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Lord, for everybody that is joining us online, for everyone that is present here, Lord, I pray that even in this season, give them the grace to be properly aligned to you. Give them the grace to honestly answer the questions. The questions about why they should be lifted. The questions about why they should be granted access. Lord, and when they answer, Lord, I pray that you will create in them a clean heart. Change their heart. For those that need their hearts to be changed, Lord, please change their hearts. Draw them closer to you. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen, amen, amen.